Luchador trying to get a tie. Kennedy scores! And will cater in. Shots! He has a crossbar! Kennedy looking center shot. And a score! You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask. Welcome in to Impact Sports Behind the Mask, the only podcast dedicated to Michigan State hockey and Big Ten hockey. I'm your host, Ryan Collins, alongside special guests this week. We don't have a permanent co-host right now, but SRC host, Kyle Turk. You, you know his name well, but here, here he is, crossing paths into... The, the the hockey chair. I'm glad to see we finally have a new host of Behind the Mask. Not to, not to, I'm not dissing Burkle. Burkle. Not dissing Burkle, but we've had a good little little run here of Jason Ruff, Burkle, Collins. It's to like yeah. You, you've got you're, you're the Continuity. next one on the, on the plaque. There, there's like a plaque somewhere in our studio. Sure. It's like a backup quarterback. You gotta learn from your. You gotta learn ahead. Like well, and I the, had a clipboard in my hand for a couple of years. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, the most popular guy on a team, or in this case, a podcast, is the backup quarterback. I, I know, big shoes to fill, big shoes to fill. And I just want to say, what is your title now at the station? Are <laughs> you are you the head of it, or what, what's no? I mean, for sports at least. We're I'm we're calling myself the sports editor. We're gonna stick with sports editor for now because. Didn't want to give you the number one. The 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 director name just it makes me feel like I'm on a cruise ship or something. I'm like, hey guys, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be navigating your guys through the sports department here. Here I am. No, it's well, we we've got all new people, so we could we could get throw some of them on the uh, on behind the mask in the coming weeks. Here we go. I, I see I see a future for Luke Sloan, assistant yeah. current assistant editor. Okay. Um, the reason why Kyle's on today. He actually covered the GLI second day, or did you go to both games? Day two, I was at day one, uh, just hanging out in the yeah. in the stands, Same. and then oh oh, I was you there. You never day. even said anything to me about well, that. Well, I saw Rabinowitz there, and he didn't even say hi. Jeez, yeah, I know. We... Ryan Rabinowitz hosts the Green and White Report at the station. Also know him probably. Yeah, goodness gracious, yeah. I didn't even hear that story. Yeah, well, that that should have gone straight to the group me. I... Sorry, I don't get updates on the group me. You got to figure that out. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started. We're gonna do a little recap of winter break because it's been a while since yeah, you guys have probably done a show. I think it's like eh, a month, but yeah. Oh, about, around uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Spartans on January fifteenth, before all their players had to go to break, they played the National Development Program. One, one to nothing. Taro Rossi though didn't really play in this game, so. And all of NDP, like uh, the National Development Program's players are that are good, are practicing for World Juniors. I was so, thinking they were yeah, probably going to yeah. be away for that. Yeah. Anyways. So, and a- after a couple days off, the team regathered in East Lansing, had a couple days of practice, and then they tried to capture the first GLI title since '09. That attempt failed pretty flat-footed. Spartans lost a heart heartbreaker to Late State four to three, and Late Superior State actually ended up winning their first McGinnis Cup in Detroit, which is pretty, it's pretty remarkable that how, like, unlikely late state was when I looked at the schedule, I was like, wow, Michigan State got a really nice draw. And I mean, Kyle was, it was pretty surprising to see late state have the McGinnis draw. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been, they've been in a weird spot as a program for a while now, just because, you know. They got a young coach now, too. Got a new young coach and, and not exactly at the tip top. They've been in the WCHA this whole time, yeah. right? Yeah, and and the way the WCHA is now with the Minnesotas involved, I think the Colorados are still yeah. hanging around there. It's a tough conference. Really tough. 
and and a team like Tech, which uh, was Good. was going up against Lake State in the championship game after beating Michigan, they they pretty much blew them off the ice in the in the championship game. I've been in a GLI probably the last six years for at least one of the nights. Watching Michigan's te- Michigan Tech's fans show out is incredible. The best part of that entire weekend. They're I've, a, I've lo- gone they're for alumni band. even longer than you have. Yeah, it's great. They it, they bring the they bring the regular band since they don't have a football team to go worry about. And, but and, but yeah. they they travel down in numbers. Uh, they they get, they get the alumni association together. What they used to do is they used to go to the Olympia room in the old Joe Lewis. Oh, but yeah, now get after it. Now it's <laughs> now it's one of the places uh, on on the second floor of the LCA. And let me tell you, that is the the most remarkable part of that tournament every single year is seeing MSU and Michigan fans pretty much get outnumbered oh. together by all the Tech fans. It, yeah. it, it's my favorite part. Late Superior State also great sweaters, absolutely unbelievable sweaters. They have the light ones on both times. Yeah. Those were nice looking. And you could tell. The cream, is it the cream color, I guess? Like the little off-white? A little bit, yeah. They're nice, but, I mean, Michigan Tech's that fire jerseys, too. But getting away from that, I now, no offense to Michigan State hockey fans. They're definitely the less, they're not really heard from at the GLI. No, and, I mean. During, Neither at, is Michigan, at least, really. At least during day two. Uh, yeah. It, it's kind they, of a the, weird the, time. The, 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 the minds were probably on football. Yeah. With with the Red Box Bowl having the same time, I I'm in the frame of mind that outside of East Lansing, like straight East Lansing and surrounding areas, East Lansing's not really a hockey area. I get, and, and yeah. I think and I think you struggle to attract casual Michigan State hockey fans when the program's been where it's at for so long. I, I think, think I think Anastas killed whatever momentum this program yeah. had outside of the the little Lansing area. I think it's just like this whole Mid Michigan and East Lansing area. It's just they're in love with Tom Izzo. And they love Michigan State basketball, and it's kind of hard to find a secondary sport. Yeah, battling them. Yeah, like for 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 eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, like on a Saturday night, what are you gonna watch? Michigan State at Ohio State or Michigan State this weekend? It's no contest. Yeah, no. And so Spartans fell short against Late State. They ended up getting a little consolation prize though. Get to play Michigan, which you covered the game. Didn't really get to watch it that much, but I saw some guys chucking nuts. Wow. <laughs> Well, what what really went on there? Oh my goodness! It was it was MSU's third line. I, I want to say it was this Tommy Apap out front. Yeah, just digging Grind, away, at, digging like away at um at Hayden Levine after the whistle, who's Michigan's primary goalie, and, and all of a sudden, just really out of nowhere, a couple Michigan defenders, uh, you know, grab grab Apap, throw some, throw him aside, and then I don't know the 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 Michigan State rest of that forward line jumped in, uh. And I think at at a certain point, the the way that Michigan's defenders were were wrestling around with with MSU's forwards, then MSU's defenseman jumped in. Uh, Levine jumped in as the goalie, which you almost never yeah. see the goalie I getting involved in here. And then Christian Krieger went and then, after it. The thing Who was, was that? It was it was just it was just all away from the play. It was one of I think Michigan. I think it was Jack Becker or something okay, like that. Yeah, who yeah. that's who had right. a couple of assists and and really got the the better end of that. But I mean. It just was it went from harmless to just all out as much of a college hockey brawl as you might see. And I, and I was trying to explain to people that I was going with yesterday that, or, the, or not yesterday, but the day before yeah. in that first game where you don't see fights in oh, hockey like that. Exactly. Like, but but in in that situation, that was as I mean that's as full fledged as it gets. I went with Sam Britton, our uh, women's basketball beat reporter, to the college co- uh, Michigan State hockey game this Saturday. And he said, "Wow, they don't." It's not as physical as you might think it would be. I'm not college hockey. It's not 
like the OHL or a, not, a lot of different CHL leads where you, there's no fights. And it kind of takes away from the entertainment value. But that, Well, I mean, yeah, outside of the, just the natural rivalry itself, yeah. it was, a, I mean... Two to two tie. Yeah, two to two tie. It's the first time in, a, in a, however long, I think since the 80s, that the GLI actually finished in a tie for third <laughs> because they had a Wings game ha- taking place after the championship game. They had three games in one day. It was a mess to try to get all that taken care of and situated. Ever since the Pistons and Red Wings shared the same facility, it's made the GLI kind of a weird event. They had to it's skip really just it tosses, in 2007. Toss, it really just tosses it aside. I wish, like, in some way, they. I know they're not, never would do this. They would just still play that to Joe. Or do the outdoor thing they did in 2012. Yeah, they pushed... Some winter festival. They pushed the, the 2017 GLI to the first two days of 2018. Yeah. And, and I think they just, it's just gets turned into an afterthought especially since yeah it's usually it was usually on the 28th and the 29th the normal the normal timeline makes it so that you would still have your traditional wings game on the 31st this is back at the joe lewis and there weren't any worries about timing in that situation because it was just a hockey venue but now with the pistons coming through every couple days it does kind of change the 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 scheduling of yeah. a little bit. The GLI is always weird too because you always feel like Michigan Tech's the best team because Michigan usually their best players are over across the pond or wherever wherever in the world. This year in Canada, world, yeah, Quinn Hughes, Josh Norris, both not there when the Spartans played them. So MSU had a pretty quick turnaround, and Dan Cole, when he was talking to the media on Saturday night, was not really pleased with the scheduling. That a lot of Big Ten teams were not playing that Friday night Big Ten game where like. Michigan, they played one game that week and they against Notre Dame outside. The outdoor one. Yeah, and Dan Cole didn't really like that quick turnaround. He didn't think his team had lads. Even though if they didn't have lads, they probably captured the most exciting one of the season. And coming back from three goals within five minutes, descended into OT, went to two OTs, then Logan Lambden gave the Spartans that extra point. It was, it was an incredible game. Right, and I mean, you, you look at where they were at during the GLI. That, that first night, Hung with Lake State. I mean, if you want to get into I mean, more GLI stuff, enough. we'll get to that. But I mean, you just I'm thinking more go in chronological order. Just think about where they were at during that yeah. GLI. Two pretty solid performances. Uh, I mean, I think Deritter had a really solid night against Michigan. Uh, Forty plus saves kept him in the game, and. The two-two tie. I mean, they deserved it. Michigan's without their two best players, but yeah. they definitely deserved the tie against Michigan. And then come back against a team who Ohio State has really built themselves into quite something, top five in the nation. And Mason Joe, such as the bees. They, they have yeah. all these just these top line of forwards. It's like you're having multiple lines that are just KHL level. Yeah, and when you look when you looked at that late state game in the GLI, go back to that. That was the worst game the KHL line played. I think the whole season they were Hirose, was very quiet. They did a couldn't get going. Lake they, State did a good job holding those guys in check. And I think the going into the tournament, I think it was Tech and Lake State were both just outside the twenty-five, if memory serves. Yeah. And I think Michigan was at the bottom end. And I, I, I didn't think Latham really played very well against Lake State after mm-hmm. getting that two nothing lead. He wasn't as steady as he usually is when no certain situations. I mean. You look at Mission State jumps out pretty quick. Cessna gets a really crazy kind of short angle goal, and see the another guy who's not in the KHL line produces number eighteen. Cannot say his name. Not even gonna try. Wolchat, whatever. Stan. Wait, I'm trying to think. Should let's look up the pronunciation. It is unbelievably how hard it is. We will take care of the editing in this situation. Yeah, but 
Whew. Just absolutely brutal. Wo- Wotek Stano Stekowiak? I, I don't know, but he played really – he had two goals that game. Having uh, – getting it to 3-3. Three to three. But, I mean, it, turning, the to- turning the page to that this week – last weekend, God, I can't talk. Ohio State, number 15th in the country, coming into East Lansing. It was a pretty impressive win on Friday night to come back like they did. Impressive on one hand, but defensive questions you do have to ask defensively. Uh, the one, I mean, Achilles' heel, I think, for this team is is outside of getting the balance scoring, it is sometimes defensively making mistakes and, and, I, think and get, I think letting in a few cheap goals here and there. I think they get a little bit too aggressive. Like you see, set. Susanna is the top point getter for a freshman on this Michigan State team. You see Osborne producing a lot for this team. But sometimes Very offensively yeah, yeah. focused guys. Yes. And sometimes that kind of gets that kind of hurts them because they're usually pinching or something happens in a two on one the other way. But I, when you look, I think this the third D pair is so inexperienced, whoever they throw out there, one of the Treeder brothers and Tommy Miller. I, I just think they're they don't have the depth that they can really compete with guys like in the Big Ten. I mean, so you see them give up 13 goals in two games against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And and which which Krieger's coming off the injury? Is it Christian? Cole. A Cole Krieger? Yeah. Looked really solid when you put him with Osborne during the yes. GLI. And then, I mean, the inexperience when you come up against these these teams like Ohio State, uh, really anyone in this Big Ten, who you'd come up against these top lines and they're going to get outplayed at this level, especially when they're so inexperienced. If I, what I've seen from going to a bunch of games and watching them all year, if they don't get off to a good start, they're in major trouble. They got it. They got at least get something going in the first period. And one thing, going to my three takeaways and your three takeaways, or what would you saw from this break, what you can conclude is that Lewandowski is not. He hasn't been the same player that he was last year. I understand the points might not look like that because he's got the third most points on the team. He. He's playing hard, and he's not. He's doing everything else. He blot shots. I think he blot, has the most blot shots on the team. But the the puck's just not going into the net for him. And I, Michigan State's going to need him to get going if they want to compete, be more competitive in the Big Ten slate. There, there are ups and downs. I think to his play this year. I mean, you look and becoming more of a two way guy. You almost do need that when yes. when Kodorenko and Hirose are so attack oriented. Tough names, man. It's not great. <laughs> and and you look and you think, well, on occasions where that line is going to get faced up with a, a line that can challenge them from a skill standpoint, you do need someone like Lewandowski yeah. out there to to play that kind of grinder role. Yeah, but I didn't think a lot of people who followed Mission State last year would expect that because big time freshman of the year, I think he had 20 goals, he, led he the was nation. A pure goal scorer no, no, last yeah, year. Yeah, led the nation. And is really just trying to change, kind of change his game around. I mean, I, what, for for whatever reason, whatever reasons he has, whatever reasons Cole has for it, it's not like he's become this he's a regressed player. Oh no, he's not. It's just the putt's not going in the net, and I I think they just need that production. This is a question I was going to pose you. I I've been kind of thinking about it. They've kind of been in a little bit of a rut. I think on this break, they haven't really been producing on the offensive end like they probably want to consistently on that top line. Would you split them up a little bit, maybe? Throw Lewandowski to the second line, bring someone else up. Because it it it's almost like it's stalled out where they're basically just the focus of everybody's game plan. I think that was the case heading into the year and probably for a lot of last year. And maybe now teams are starting to figure out just that a little bit more. 
with with more tape available. Yeah. I I it, it's a double-edged sword yeah, because you can you can sit there and say, "Oh, break them up. You need to get other lines going." But they are so good together. They are good they, together. They they are so much different than any any line that I've seen at the college level in so long. The the way they make passes, the way they make plays together. It, I don't know if you can really break that up and, and justify it. I mean, it would have to work so well that you can't leave yourself open to what ifs. Yeah, I I understand. And, and the one player I do see that would make that would make a case for jumping up to that line if you drop someone down, Logan Lambda. Yeah, he's been Cause, good because he's got the skill level on that second tier. Yeah, and and can do a lot more of the the grinding and the the hard skating and getting into hard areas. It was good to if you're a Michigan State hockey fan, you know the second line is not produced this year. Saliba. Lambden, they they fill a role. No, they do fill a role, but they're not scorers. Not no, they have not produced a lot of points. This third line gets some more activity in the score sheet than they do, and and you see that. But Lambden stilled, Sanford stilled. You you just had a they got to get more out of that. And I switching up that second and third line. I know they love that third line with Apap and Stevens so much, but they got to figure something out where they have more depth on. And you you saw that this weekend when they're playing, they're 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 playing guys that have not played all year, just like Estevez. They're trying to get guys minutes who maybe can provide a jump. So I I don't know. I mean that at at this point in the year, it's not as if you're gonna make a realistic run oh, no. for the for the top of the Big Ten. That was gonna be my next stage. Uh, let's see. They're at ten points now. I think they're four points away from second to last place. Notre Dame? No, they're in last place. Right. No, I'm saying I'm thinking. No, who's who's Penn ahead State. of Penn State? Right. Penn State's at 14. And so, at some point, you do have to get run for guys like Estevez, for guys that maybe have been impressing in practice. Yeah. It's just there. There, I do think there is a combination that could work, but would it be worth it to break up that top line? Yeah. When it's when tough. Hiroshi leads the nation in assists and can do so many different things, I mean, Cody Milan could also, in theory, work I mean, he as plays he, he on the top play. top power play unit. Theoretically, could do something like that, but yeah, I mean, I I would wonder how they can get these different combinations to work together because there is there is a connection, there's a collection of guys that are not quite a level guys like yeah. the KHLs, but. I mean, Hiroshi's leading the country in points. You're not gonna, you're, you're not going to be able to replicate that without two skilled guys out yeah. there with them and For, two guys that can put the puck, puck in the back of the net. If you looked at Michigan State's record, I guarantee you you wouldn't predict that guy who's leading the country in points is on their team. I'm just, it's kind of a weird thing to look. I know it's like maybe he's the best player on a bad team, but still, it's pretty remarkable to look at. Another question is who who do you go with in that? Me and Berkel always talked about this last semester. Michigan State doesn't really have a starting goalie right now. Do you guys really argue about this? Because yes. I have a clear, I have a clear guy who I think I can, li- can handle. I think we both like Ritter because he was younger, and you might as well give him the experience now. But their save percentage is the same. Lethnum eight ninety seven, Deritter eight ninety eight, and I think Lethnum only got two more starts in him. So I think Deritter gives you a chance to win games when he's at his best. Yes. And I don't know when Leth- that Lethman at his best can go out and win a game by himself that can keep it to a 2-1 or a 1-0. Yeah. I, I trust DeRitter to do that. The, the two goals he got beat on by Michigan 
pretty preventable. Yeah. Re- rebounds out in front, and they just get batted away yeah. and, and swung around. But I mean, that he, first he Newman, looks the real deal, and I'm I'm excited to see how he progresses. The first name in East Lansing against Michigan, he single handedly won them that game. He had 40 saves, made three or four cross trees to love. I mean, he, he was made incredible. 40, made 40 plus in the second day of the GLI yeah, too. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he he, he has he's such the one a guy that can ceiling. do it. He's the he's one guy small, that can do though. it. He's small, and I think that makes. Dan Cole maybe a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because other he, guys were small. No, I know Jeff Lord probably the best goalie in Michigan State history, other than Ryan Miller. Sean Hunwick from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you looked at it, but I think the main takeaway from this break is Michigan State's who they thought they were going to be. They're not going to compete with Ohio State. They're not going to compete with Notre Dame, and they're not going to compete with Michigan. They're at the bottom oh, of the they, Big Ten. For they a do reason. compete with Michigan, but, but that's different. It's, it's they rise. Games. Yeah, they rise up for that rivalry, which is good, and I think they need to if they want to start winning the recruiting battles at the program. So, I mean, but they are who you thought they were going to be. They're at the bottom of the Big Ten, but they're not. The thing about it is they're better than they were last year, but the results won't show that. And There's there's improvement going on in this locker room. And there, there's been, I think there it applies really to football yeah. in the, this quote I'm about to use, but uh, this was, I think, I read this somewhere. I think it was Rich Rod related. Back when Rich Rod oh, was, Rich. was was bringing was bringing a West Virginia power. You you start out losing big, and then you lose close, and then you win close, and then you win big. Right now, yeah. MSU is in that lose close phase, and once they get the guys in that can bring them over the top, I think they've got they're playing solid hockey. Yeah, they're not they're not sitting out there and. and Giving you know less than a hundred percent, which the cliche. Sorry, yes, but yeah, they, but lo- they, they they're not putting in these performances outside of Saturday. Yes, when they lost six nothing, we must say they did lose six nothing on yeah, Saturday. Forgot that. Oops, minor technicality. Who cared? But even even <laughs> to come back from seven four down in the last five minutes against a top twenty five team like they did yeah. on Friday night. Regardless of how they get in that situation in the first place, that shows that something's going right. Dan Cole even said after six to nothing loss that he wasn't mad about their effort. I mean, you really watch that game, that Saturday game. They dominated the first half, of that first period, and they they often do this when they're at Mon. They dominate that first half, of that first period, and if they don't, don't score, and then and then they live to regret it. Yeah, because if they if they don't have the lead after the first period, after a period like that, they they don't have that margin of error other talented teams do. So they they struggle if they don't get off to a hot start. So. Moving away from winter break, I I do have to ask one question about that Saturday game though is is where does the blame for you lie defensively? Is it just in guys like Osborne and Cezana that are so offensively minded, or is it a matter of maybe just not putting in that requisite effort defensively, clearing away second chances, stuff like that? When I looked at, I mean, they're just in the ozone too much, and I they they're on the they're on the penalty kill too much too. I you see Lewandowski take a really bad penalty after it's two to nothing, and basically puts the game away after Mason Jones lets Ohio State go up three nothing. But you look back at this Michigan State team; they they can't go on the kill like they have been, and you, they made dumb decisions in the ozone too. They they have a problem with turning the puck over once they're entering. And Dan Cole always stressed that you cannot turn a puck over when you're entering your the D zone. So the other thing to me is, I mean, the the penalty kill has been very up and down for me because eighty yeah, percent on the year. Because there have been times when they've looked pretty solid. The five on three that they killed off a minute yeah. fifty three of against Michigan. I mean, there was a there was a major and then a minor, and they killed most of the first penalty off, and then 
just like that one second, one play, and it's a, a goal for Michigan. I think that was the tying goal. Yeah, I, 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 me and Bertel talked about this endlessly. But yeah, I mean that penalty kill line is basically Tommy Apap and that Brody Stevens line. You, they, they just give them such great energy. So it, it, I think a lot of it is that they, they put the KHL line out there so much. Sometimes when they bring in guys in the second, third, and fourth line and they're not able to produce on the offensive end, I think the KHL line almost gets lazy on the defensive end. I, that, I don't think that's their main problem, but I think the problem is that they don't have the defenseman depth that they want right now. So so now turning away from winter break, MSU, Big Ten, full swing again. little break, though. They head out to Penn State this weekend, but first we're going to take a look at the conference standings. In first place, Ohio State with 20 points. They've only played 10 games, which is only played 10 games. The majority of the Big Ten has played 10 games. Michigan and Notre Dame have this weird 9-11 and 11 on their schedule because they played once outdoors, which was cool. Did you get to see that? I didn't see. I saw one picture of it. In... Thoughts on Michigan's jerseys. I was a big fan. Was it the white ones? Yeah. Oh, with the cir- I think the circle around the, the little chest area. It was a, or maybe I'm looking. Down, I'm thinking of maybe I'm thinking of a winter classic jersey, but yeah, I did see pictures of those Michigan jerseys. Very good. It very looked like good. Toronto Centennial Classics against right. the winds. They were clean. Yep. They were clean. Yep. Very. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the yeah as little going on in a jersey as possible. Oh yeah, it was simple and it was clean. It was very nice. Second place, Wisconsin, only played ten games too. Wisconsin is kind of surprising. They were fi- like slated to finish where Michigan State is this year. They were right in that same area. So that's pretty interesting. Michigan, 15 points in third place. They're tied with Minnesota and Notre Dame. But they've also played two more games than Notre Dame and one more game than Minnesota. Minnesota, new coach this year. A lot of expectations. Really tough non-conference schedule. I think they'll start getting it going at the second half of this bit time schedule. If they find ways to get wins on the road, I mean, it's very tough to go over to to Minneapolis, wherever the heck they play. The 3M Center. Yeah. and Place is electric. Yeah, to go there and, and beat the Gophers twice is very tough to do. I, Minnesota, in general, is such a cool hockey state. You have all these random hockey schools that are like they have all, frozen for every they have, other year. They have all their – Minnesota has all their games televised. Yeah. And it's definitely not the case here in, here in Michigan, especially when you've got two schools yeah, that can I, do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota's a good coach, too. I, I think it's Tatso. He was the guy who – Used to coach the World Juniors team the last couple of years. He he's a good coach. I think they'll get back on track. Notre Dame, like I said, tied for third with Michigan, Minnesota, Penn State, fourteen points. Kind of disappointing after the way they've started, but I mean, you look back at it. I mean, this Big Ten's so competitive. You can't really judge on the standings how good a team is. So, and, and, and I mean, that, you say it right there. I mean, Michigan State in last, obviously with ten. Yeah, but you look. I mean. The standings tell it all. Three got three teams tied there in the middle of the conference, and yeah, I mean Ohio State's not exactly safe at the top. Yeah, and the bottom two teams play this weekend. Go to a little preview. Michigan State heads to Hockey Valley. Me and Turk got to go to Happy Valley for the football game, and Turk wanted a Hockey Valley sweatshirt. Did we not so much? Did we not see their arena though? Did we no, not, we did, did not, we not see get a the, chance to go past there. The Padula Center or something like that. Yeah, but all brand new. It's sick. They've bought in and. Padula, the Buffalo Bills owner, by the way. Oh, the new one. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the one who huh. donated all that money. But yeah, it, it, I guess it's the best facility in the country. That I mean, them, Arizona State, all these new programs, they've really invested and it really shows. I mean, it's, I'm surprised that teams like that are able to do so well right away. Usually I, a team that's new to a sport 
new, like say a team that's new to the yeah. FBS, they don't come in. They start. They don't go ten and three right away. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but you have such a hockey hotbed in that PA area, and you that's a hockey craze. I mean, Penguins fans are crazy. Flyers fans are even crazier. So I think it was just a natural fit. Crosby really changed the whole. I mean, Pittsburgh was about to move. Right, that whole fortune of that whole area when it comes to hockey. Yes. I mean, if you're talking about a um, determining factor from way back when. Yeah. And then think how long has he been in the league? Probably a good decade at least by now. Yeah, it's definitely juiced up that rivalry and definitely juiced up hockey in PA. So it's definitely done a big reason why Penn State's trying to take it off. But the number one reason is Guy Gadowski. Really good coach. He was the guy who brought this program into D1, and he's the one who's seen these results. I mean, first of all, off topic, Penn State, great sweaters. Absolutely great. Clean. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like the whole, you follow your football helmet on your hockey helmet. Michigan does mm-hmm. it. Ohio mm-hmm. State does it. Mm-hmm. Penn State does it. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, but, it, I mean, they've split every Big Ten weekend series they've had this season. It shows you how tough the, the conference is. And, I mean, that, and that's home and away, I assume. Yeah. yeah. So, that that's mean, crazy. That means that, first of all, that's very it's a very good statistical anomaly. Yeah. And, yeah, it just goes to show how tough the conference is on any given night. I mean, they're pretty much yeah. the walking definition of any given night, any result can happen. And there's a couple OT wins, OT losses there. That's why their numbers don't really add up. They played Michigan yet. tight already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when Michigan traveled over there. I mean, it's it's a good thing almost that. Uh, well, actually, no. The first game of this is is on the road, or they're both on the road. They're both on the road. Okay. the 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 schedule on MSU.com, MSUPartons.com, does not tell me that. Just ahead, I mean, the only time they do home and homes are if they're in state, right? Or maybe Ohio but, State. But I'm every this, great, this one was all. Not, I, I yeah. must I must have got some some wires mixed up in my head or something because it was showing something like Minnesota, but that's next weekend. Yeah, that's home. But goodness gracious, I. <laughs> you looked at Penn State; they got one of the most dynamic offenses offenses in the Big Ten. They're twenty sits. They, they're converting 26% of their power play chances, which is pretty good, and a pretty stingy Big Ten with good goaltending. And they're led by two really good freshmen, sophomores, sorry. Alex Lidemos, did not say that right, sorry. And Evan Barrett. Evan Barrett's their best player. And, I mean, they're, they're I mean Lidemos, 30 points, Barrett, 29 points. It and almost looks like Limoges. Limoges? I'm, I'm just guessing. If, I if, mean, you, if you have it spelled right. Me and Bertel always used to talk about this. Not named guys. Not no. named guys, but I mean, 30 points from Lamoja, whatever, and Barrett with 29. I mean, Taro Hirose leads the nation with 31, and they have two guys right that are there. producing like that. So it's kind of similar to Michigan State where maybe they need back-end production. But, but, Potentially. They yeah. could run into the same issues, and maybe they do struggle from the same kind of defensive yeah. problems that MSU does when you're a team that scores as much as Penn State does. Yes. Eventually, the reason you're lo- you're losing some of these games, it does have to fall on the defensive end. And, and, and I think they've been a little bit disappointed in Payne Jones, who's an experienced goaltender in this Big Ten. He was really good last year for Penn State, and he was really good in the beginning of the season in non-conference. And save percentage of 8-9-4. I, I think Penn State was maybe expecting a little bit a stronger of a back end than they've had early so far. I mean, they're they're so prolific on the offensive end. Maybe that ties into it the way they play. But Payne Jones hasn't been the same as he was last year. Right. And I mean, you see in a lot of different goalies numbers, especially once you get in the conference, just the, the relative 
difficulty of the Big Ten on both yeah. sides of the puck. Tommy you, Napier's having a good year. And you look and you see, I mean, it's no it's no different than MSU's goalies. Yep. You, you, you get into Big Ten play, your teams are going to run up the numbers on you if you're not careful. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the reason why Michigan's probably not atop of the Big Ten. I think they've had some goalie struggles that, I mean, that if you look back to that first game in East Lansing against Michigan State, Michigan probably should have won that game. Hayden Levine didn't have his best game, letting a really odd goal to Michigan Lewandowski. So I, you're right. Goaltending, other than Cal Morris, who's been a stud for Notre Dame, and Matt Robinson and Tommy Napier, it, it's the goaltending to Big Ten's kind of been eh. Because there's a lot of high-powered teams. Michigan and Penn State are teams that just fly yeah, maybe, around. Maybe it's, maybe it's not as much of a problem as the goaltenders in the, in the conference as it is in some of these top lines, top yeah, two I lines in some stuck. teams. I mean, you're filled with such, such t- tough, talented guys. I mean, Quint- you, you mentioned Penn State's guys, Lamoges, Barrett, two and three in the nation in scoring. Yeah. Not just in, not just in goals, but in, just in points. Yeah, just pure talent. They, I mean, just pure talent. And... Make a prediction here, Turk. Well, who do you like? Do you like the Spartans to go in there, maybe split, or Spartans sweep? Probably not. Definitely not going to happen. Or do you like the Whoa. Nittany Lions to sweep? Uh, I'm going to stick with what has been already on paper in the Big Ten this year. Penn State has split every single series, as we mentioned. Yeah. Wouldn't see anything different. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I'm interested to see who gets to start on, on, on each night. It's been yeah, it's been going has it been going Latham and Diverter these last couple weeks I've seen, but Dan, it's all but it's Dan all Cole is the king of like switching me out every time we go oh maybe Latham's hot early in the year gets two wins at Cornell you think they're gonna go, keep ride the hot hand at Ferris go to Diverter the first game lose so it it, it it's just interesting I I think Diverter will get to start who, who just let in six. Uh, Lethman, but I, then, then then give me Lethman starts the game on Friday. He probably will, yeah. Stay with your guy or Mar- third string goalie Jones. That would be pretty wild. Guy hasn't hasn't played hockey since he got to Michigan State. Six, I mean six nothing at that level is still tough. I mean, yeah. I, I wonder at what point it would take for, I mean, Lethman. You he's he's garnered at least a little bit of, I, don't, I wouldn't say credibility. But you he was real. He was good last year yeah, too. Uh, I'm guessing the, the the kind of point I'm making is you you stick with your guy. It's it's the Brian yes. Lewerke situation. Yes, exactly. If 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 he does regress just that little bit, yeah, you, you do you trust him. You trust, and and I think even after giving up six goals to Ohio State, teams have lost to yeah. Ohio State by similar margins all year. Yeah. I think Ohio State or Michigan State's no different in that respect. Yeah. Uh. So my prediction for this weekend, expect the Spurs to go in there on Friday, be really amped up, trying. Get back after a six nothing win, embarrassing. They should walk. be upset. Yeah, I they mean, should be yeah. upset. And I, I still expect Penn State to win because you go into Happy Hockey Valley, Hockey Valley. Sorry, Hockey Valley is electric. Have you seen that like big Nittany line they have in their student section? I don't that they, think I haven't. It's it's so sweet. It's something. It's I got to get out there. Maybe maybe if, that, it, if it didn't if it didn't take such a long drive. To get out there for for you, maybe they maybe they bring a Big Ten tournament through there That'd just nice. just once if they did if they went back to doing home sites. Maybe we go to the Bryce Jordan cha- Bryce Jordan, Jordan Center, Center on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, that'd be maybe the th- worst th- venue in college sports. That that would have been the perfect move. Does why it? why why didn't we think of this sooner? Oh yeah, Michigan, I, Michigan State basketball playing there on Saturday. We just would we would have done two. We would have killed two birds with one stone. We should have. 
Gosh, now you got me upset. Staying in La Quinta, like 30 minutes away. Well, no, the, you, the, the Airbnb. The Airbnb. It was a good Airbnb. My goodness. We really dropped the ball. I, I'm going to have to take this up with the, the editor of the department. I thought you were a head honcho. I know. We're, I'm going to have to take this up with the editor of the department. <laughs> ring, ring myself up and, and put, give, me, give myself a word. I'm going to expect a Penn State sweep. I think one of these teams goes to OT, so I'm going to see we'll get one point out of the weekend. But I, I, I wouldn't expect much. I think it, they're at a point in the season where they're a little bit deflated. I, I It would be nice for them to maybe – if they get a sweep, I think it could maybe jump them and be a little bit more competitive. But this last couple of weeks have been – They've been kind of dragging. Continue to focus on performance. Yes. If nothing else. Yeah. Because. Uh, results aren't going to be there this year. Results necessarily. And then I'm building for the future as well. I mean, how how much do you put into. I mean, I, I don't know how impulse you are with this stuff, but yeah. the top three guys stay, go after this year. Um, I don't think any of them will. I think the big issue their Michigan State's had with guys like Mason Appleton, they get poached by the OHL. And I think that could be a problem for a guy like Taro Hirose. When someone leads the nation in yes. points, but so people will take notice at the next level. I think that could be an issue with Taro Hirose. But if he stays, he's going to be one of those guys who's like an NHL free agent and get to do whatever he wants after his senior year. I've seen guys like Kevin Hayes do that at BC. and. And you well, get Danny DeKaiser. Yeah, and you get to, you get in situations that are almost better. And I I couldn't re- I'm not like Jason Ruff who used to be. Yeah, here. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. We we yeah. should we should have rung him up and asked him. Yeah, but I, I I think all three guys will be back next year. I think they love Michigan State, and it, it, especially Mitchell Lewandowski. I, I I would never see that kid going anywhere else because he truly shows passion and loves putting on a Michigan State uniform. So that's going to be all for the new Behind a Mass of Me hosting. Little bit, eh, wasn't my best performance today. Keep, keep your ears out for the new for the new co-host, though. Yeah, we'll keep, be keep, having guys coming in. Keep keep the ears out. Uh, it will be better next week. A little jittery first day hosting. So. I'll tell you what. little you, jittery. Once you get on the horse, it's tough to get off. Yeah, it's tough. That, being in the big host chair is intimidating. Power hungry? Not power hungry. It's almost too big. It really it, too much space. Too much space. Too much space. We'll see how you handle the adversity next week. I we'll see. So like to thank Kyle Turk. What's your Twitter, Kyle? At Kyle Turk five. Don't forget, of course. I don't know if you plug this every single week. Impact eighty nine FM dot org slash sports. It's where everything is. It's where all the basketball talk is. Where everything is. At WDBM Sports on Twitter. SRZ. We're Kyle hosts. SRZ next coming up tomorrow. Expect that out probably a day after you've listened to this. I mean, I, you know where to find us. Yes. If, if you're already here, you know where to find us. For Ryan Collins and Kyle Turk, thank you for listening to Behind the Mask.